What did Jesus mean when he actually said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these other things will be given to you besides? Did he mean to up your praying, up your reading your Bible, to go out and preach more, uh, to go to church more often? What exactly did Jesus mean? That's what we're going to explore in this episode of Kingdom Switch. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Kingdom Switch podcast, where I dig deep into Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these other things will be added to you besides. And in this podcast, I'm actually going to unwrap kingdom culture, kingdom business, kingdom benefits, and therefore kingdom lifestyle. I'm your host, Trish Jones, and I just want to say it's all good. Let's dive in. So this is episode two of Kingdom Switch podcast. The first one isn't a video podcast. I did it audio only and I decided that, hey, I'm just going to give it a shot doing uh, my podcast on video as well. So I am very mindful that I am catering to the people who want audio only as well as the video portion. So I try not to say things that uh, requires you to visualize it without actually seeing it. So for example, I am going to say that when you decide that you're going to use video, right, it just brings up all of these other issues. So for right now, I have this big microphone in front of me, right? The boom arm and uh, the pop filter and everything. Um, Yeah, it wasn't something that I gave consideration to. And yes, I could change the microphone, but I just decided, you know what, for this episode, I am just going to do it raw and imperfect, right? I'm going to practice what I preach. Just go and do it imperfectly. So I will get this sorted out um, next time round. If you haven't watched or listened to, I should say, episode one of Kingdom Switch, you might want to go and listen to that episode so you understand what Kingdom Switch is all about. But let me just give you just a brief little summary of what this entire podcast is about. I am talking about living in the kingdom of God system and enjoying the benefits of the kingdom of God system and learning what the culture of the kingdom of God is and therefore enjoying the kingdom of God lifestyle right? And this all came about because in 2020, I was going to say last year, 2020, when we were on lockdown and everyone was talking about pivoting your business, etc. I just thought, who wants to pivot on a broken system? And it hit me more than ever that as born again believers, we need to be living in the kingdom of God system, right? And we've not been particularly good at it. Uh, We have um, preached, we have talked about sin, we've talked about faith, we've talked about prosperity, but we don't talk about the kingdom of God so much. And yet Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these other things will be given to you besides. He said, seek first. So now let me tell you what seek first meant when I was growing up. So you don't think that this is what this is all about, right? Seek first the kingdom of God when I was growing up meant that you literally every opportunity, if somebody opened their mouth, so long as they were breathing, you were ramming the gospel down their throat or not even the gospel, actually. Let me just rephrase that, ramming the Bible 
down their throat. So we would just quote scriptures and we didn't even know what we were talking about half the time, right? And it meant that you couldn't go to the movies and it didn't make any difference what movie was on at the time. <laughs> you know, it could be a Toy Story and it would be the wrong thing to do. And if we decided that we were going to go play badminton, you know, um, yeah. Let me just say that that is not what God means when he says, seek first the kingdom. And then the other thing that some people might think seeking first the kingdom means, and whilst these are good things that I'm going to mention, right, they're not necessarily what God meant. And so um, somebody, for seeking first the kingdom, somebody might take the view that they need to get up every morning and pray for three hours. And honestly, God bless those people. I really wish I could. So that's why I said I'm going to say good things. So there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with people who uh, get up and read their Bible every morning for hours but that's not what seeking first the kingdom of God is. And you might be like, say what, Trish? You know, you'd say in the Bible, reading your Bible and praying uh, isn't what seeking the uh, kingdom of God is. No, it's not. Um, it's a big part of it. And we need that in order to seek the kingdom of God. But basically what seeking the kingdom of God means is for us to learn and I mean consciously learn, right? Because we can pick up our Bibles and read it. We can pray and just ask or praise or whatever and not really understand what the kingdom of God is. But what God wants us to do is to understand the culture of the kingdom. He wants us to understand um, his way of doing things. And he wants us to get the benefits from that system. So when we have a relationship with the king of the kingdom, because Jesus is the king of the kingdom of God, right? When we have a relationship with him, we then get direction in terms of what to do, right? And we also, uh, um, uh, we get direction and it's going to be easy for us to have our prayers answered. And God wants us to give him the glory. God wants us to make him look good. But when we don't make him look good and people say, well, you know, why would a God do this? Or, you know, then we have issues when our prayers aren't answered. You know, God, why are you not answering my prayer? And he says, come and seek me first and my way of doing things and how I want you to live. And you'll benefit from all of these things inside the system. So I would just say this, the kingdom of God has its own financial system. I'm going to go through all of these things, right? Um, in the coming months, but I can't unpack everything right now. Its own health system, right? Its own uh, um, reward system, right? And I don't mean rewards as in uh, carrot and stick, carrot and stick. Is it stick and carrot, carrot and stick, whatever it is, right? Um, but I think that what we have done, we, we've reduced that scripture to mean that if we are goody-goody and we do everything right, that all of our wants and our cares are just going to be taken care of and strictly speaking that's true apart from the fact that people aren't really seeking first the kingdom of God but let me just go over to my iPad and just clarify a little bit more what this means let's go to uh, Matthew 6:33. right first of all let's just go one verse ahead where Jesus says the pagans right seek all of these things but your heavenly father knows what you have need of. What does your heavenly father know you have need of? We need to go up, scroll up or turn the page in your Bible. If you use your Bible, I'm looking at my iPad. 
you need to go to the previous verses and find out what Jesus is saying. Basically, he's saying, stop being worried and stop being anxious over what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. You know, stop worrying about your body in terms of putting clothes on your body. And then he says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow seed nor reap the harvest nor gather the crops into barns. And yet your heavenly father keeps feeding them. And then he says, how sorry, are you not worth much more than they are? You know, when I sit sometimes and I look out the window, we have a massive cherry tree in our garden and uh, the birds are often perching in there and I watch them flying in. And outside my window, we have some greenery and the blue tits are often out there. And I just love watching them. Sometimes you could look at the tree outside my, or the bush it is, outside my window. And it's just got so many birds in there. You just think, wow. And I tell you what, it's interesting. We've been living in this house 27 years and I have never seen as many birds in this tree as and the one in the front garden, actually, as I have since 2020. And I honestly believe it's to do with the pollution and everything else. But anyway, that's by the by. But I look at those birds and I just think, wow, you're just so free. You know, you can just fly from one branch or one tree to another. And uh, yeah, sometimes I'm sat here envious. But Jesus actually says you are much more important than the birds and we have our own freedom even though we can't just flap our wings right and take off right we have we have different freedoms that those birds don't have we have certain privileges that those birds don't have they've got their own privilege and everything in their bird land right and we've got ours in the uh in the system that god created for us and then our human humanness right but often we miss it because we think that God is going to, you know, give us the big massive mansion. Don't get me wrong. I haven't got a problem with the big massive mansion. There are some caveats to that, which I'm not going to go through now, but I'm not going to run anybody down for any things that they have. But okay, let me just put it like this. What God doesn't like is greed. What God God doesn't like is envy. Um, if I drive a really nice car and yet you don't see that having a really nice car is a necessity, as I say to people, go and take it up with Jesus because you couldn't get me to go and spend loads of money on a Louis Vuitton handbag. Ain't no way it's going to happen. But if you gave me three grand and said to me, Trish, what do you want? What well, you can spend it on anything. Let me tell you, I'd be going to the nearest Apple store. <laughs> I'm a tech head. I'm sorry. I'd be going to the nearest Apple store and I'd be finding something in the Apple store to buy. Okay. That's my vice. Somebody else, it's a Louis Vuitton handbag. Somebody else, it's something else. So long as you're not stepping on people to get it. And this isn't deliberate greed. God is not trying to take any of those things away from us. But what he does want us to do is to seek him first. So let's go to um, verse 33, because sorry, I kind of went off track then as I do. He says, but first and most important, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version, right? But first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the right attitude and character, sorry, the attitude and character of God 
and all these things will be given to you also. Now I'm going to read from the ESV because sometimes my husband says, I don't know, you can read the Amplified, right? Um, I hear him. I hear him. That sounded a bit fragmented. So let's go and read it from the ESV. I could go King James, but yeah, some people don't like the these and those. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you, right? But what God wants you to do more than anything is to stay focused on him. That's what this is all about, right? really, is to stay focused on him and then you will know what to do. You will know the right way of living. You will know what answers to give in certain situations. You will know what to do in certain situations. You will have food on your table always. You will have all your, your bills paid. And I remember one day coming dropping my daughter off from school and I was worried about certain things. This was a number of years ago, worried about the school fees were due, etc. And I remember being at the very top of my road and the Holy Spirit nudging me and saying, what are you thinking about? And I said, you know, the school fees and this bill and that bill. And then he said to me, what are they? And I said, bills. And he said, did I not tell you not to focus on the bills, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these other things will be given to you. And I actually feel like really choked up even talking about it now, right? Because I just realized that what God was saying was, I want to take care of you, Patricia. Sorry, Trish. <laughs> My birth certificate says Patricia, right? <laughs> I want to take care of you, but you won't let me because you keep trying to do things by yourself. Or for some people, you want more than you can handle and you want it now. And this isn't what seeking first the kingdom of God means. Have I said that so many times today already? <laughs> Forgive me if I have. But also when God takes care of you and your basic necessities are met, because, you know, you've got to go, as I said to the previous, uh, uh, you've got to put this scripture, I should say, in context of the entire chapter and he is talking about the food, as I said, and your clothes. When you, when all of your needs are being met and your wants, because, you know, that's another subject for another day. And I don't mean want as in greed. I mean, wants as desires of your heart, which are God's desires for you, right? Um, and it doesn't mean that you have to live in a broken down house and, and drive a broken down car. But anyway, I'm going to cover that another day. But when you are taken care of and you're seeking first his kingdom, you're happy. People can see it. Guess what it does? It brings glory to him. And that's why in uh, Psalm 23, it says, um, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. What do you think he means by that? For his name's sake. Let me put this into context by giving you a quick story. When we first got married uh, and Chris used to go into work, they used to say to him, gosh, who um, irons your shirts? Now, I don't know what the difference was between me ironing his shirts and his mum because his mum was really good. But wow, who irons your shirts? And my husband said, my wife does. And um, they're like, wow, you know, um, it's impeccable. But I did learn from someone who'd learned from someone who worked for in a shirt factory, right? So... I can iron a shirt and iron it fast and iron it good. 
And uh, one day I was having a conversation with some people at my workplace and they said to me, why do you iron your husband's shirts? And I'm like, why don't I iron my husband's shirts? And he's like, they're like, why can't you, he do it himself? Now, Chris could do it himself, but there's lots of things he does do. But you know, when some people are just not good with certain things, ironing has never been my husband's forte. <laughs> I'd rather do it myself than watch him struggle. He can go wash up the dishes whilst I'm ironing. Yeah, do something else. But basically, I turned around to them one day and I said to them, listen, if his shirts aren't ironed properly, no one's going to look at him and say, Chris, why don't you iron your shirts properly? They're going to look at him and say, or they will say quietly under their breath anyway, gosh, can't Chris's wife iron his shirts for him? Do you see what I'm saying? Can't Chris's wife iron his shirts for him, right? But he didn't need to because I would take the view that I iron my husband's shirts. And I tell them that I iron my husband's shirts because I don't want them looking at him and saying, look how scruffy he looks and it reflects badly on me. Well, when we are not living the kingdom lifestyle and doing what God wants us to do and enjoying the benefits, enjoying the benefits of, of, of the kingdom, you know, we're sick, broken, destitute, right? We're not doing anything to even bring people into the kingdom of God. We literally can't do anything. It doesn't bring glory to God. But when people can see somebody is looking after us more than the job, more than the fancy car, more than having the big house, then guess what? People want what we have because it brings glory to God. So that's why he says he leads us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, because he doesn't want, he wants to bring glory to his name. He wants other people to see the goodness of God and then they will want what we have. So I hope this makes sense, right? Um, I hope this makes sense. I, I will say it again. You have to look at Matthew 6.33 in the context of the entire chapter. And what God is saying is that he wants to take care of you. He wants to look after you and take care of your needs, including your bills. And um, just one other quick story, you know, when my daughter was really young and she'd go to school and she used to be like, you know, why was I so fastidious with her uniform? Yeah, I was fastidious. Once you in the hands of your teachers, you can do what you like. You can look like what you want to look like, right? But when you leave this house and you get into the school gates, it's my name that is on the way you look. And so you've got to look good. And God wants you to glorify his name by living in his kingdom. And I don't want people to get this wrong, right? Because I know that there are going to be some people out there ready to say, oh, she's just preaching a gospel, a prosperity message. No, I am not. This is what I'm trying to say that this, this isn't a wealth program. Matthew 6.33 is not a wealth program. So there I've said it. So go and put that on YouTube and every, anywhere else where you're going to misrepresent me, right? This is not a wealth program and it is not a behavior modification program. It is about having a relationship with the king of the kingdom. And from that relationship, you know what to do. You know how to live. You know what the king likes. You know what the king doesn't like. And so when I said about the reading your Bible and praying, we have to read God's word 
to find out what God is saying to us. And we have to go to God in prayer to see what he wants for us to do for the day, the weeks, the months ahead, right? But if we're not listening because we think we can do it ourselves, you know, as my daughter used to say when she was younger, I can do it myself. Yeah, if we take that view, I can do it myself, we're going to get distracted, we're going to get frustrated, we're going to be put off course, and then we are not going to be living on purpose. And I see so many people wanting to live on purpose, but they don't want to know the God who provides the purpose in the first place. They don't want to know Jesus because Jesus is going to send them to hell, which isn't true, but you know, that's for another day. Um, they want to do it themselves. And then when they've done all the, all of these formulas and they're still broke and the universe hasn't come through for them, right? Listen, I'm not throwing shade, right? I'm just basically saying I ain't worshiping no universe when I can worship the God of the universe. But when these people don't get what they want and then they take the view that there must be something wrong with them, you know, we've all been there. There must be something wrong with me. When all God wanted, all God wanted was for you to know him so that he could give you your blueprint for your life and you would be able to live the life that God created for you. I'm telling you, there's so much more. There is so much more. But anyway, I can't put it all, I can't put it in one episode of a podcast and this is what I'm going to be unpacking over the next weeks and months and hopefully years even but in the meantime if you want to dig deeper into this I do actually have a membership program uh, called Armoured Women so really sorry I, it's not that I'm trying to dismiss the men right it's just at the moment this is where I'm focusing on the women because I just have coached so many women who cannot get over the events that happened to them years ago. They can't get over the abuse, the divorce, uh, the rejection, whatever it might be. And I want women to know what God thinks about them. I want to put a stop to women thinking that they are not enough in all of the areas that they think they're not enough, not a, a good enough mother, not a good enough wife, not a good enough uh, um uh, worker, employee, or not a good enough business person. I want to put the enough back into the not enough, right? And in fact, take the not out, you know, uh, uh, you are enough. And so um, I will put a link in the description below. And I invite you to join me in Armoured Women. And um, it's a brand new membership, brand new membership that I've uh, not even well, it's been there for some time now, but I've not done anything with it. But I decided I'm going to resurrect it and uh, start getting women networking, uh, talking about some of the women's issues that we have. You know, they could be mummy issues, even daddy issues, sibling issues. But every distraction and frustration that is stopping you living the life that God has designed for you, that is what we are covering in Armoured Women. So again, I want to apologize to you guys. It's not deliberate, honestly. <laughs> I've been trying to get my husband for years to do something based on Joshua, 
you know, Joshua men or something like that, but he's not been well um, for a good number of years. He, he's been suffering with chronic fatigue. Would really appreciate your prayers, by the way, for my husband. Uh, but for those of you who are interested, I will put the link, as I said, it's an invitation, right? So I don't want to turn this into a sales pitch. It's an invitation to come and learn more uh, in a more structured environment, actually, as well. So that's it for episode two of Kingdom Switch. I will see you again in the next episode. Okay, that's it for now. Ciao.